Welcome back to History We'll Never Get To in Class. This is the podcast where we talk about an important topic from history that we just don't have the chance to talk about in our 40-minute class. I'm your host, Mr. Heffernan. February is Black History Month, which in my opinion is both wonderful and concerning. It's wonderful because for a month, students across the nation are shown some of the amazing things that Black Americans have done in and for this country. But it's concerning because Black history is American history, and it should be studied and shared all year, not just for a month. I'm lucky enough to teach in a district where we are trying to make sure that our American history class shows the history of a variety of people, and not just one traditional perspective. But let me get back to the point of our episode today. There are so many Black Americans to celebrate and discuss, but I want to talk about a man who I had never heard of growing up, a man named Robert Smalls. He was born a slave, escaped, fought in the Union Navy, and served his community during Reconstruction in both the South Carolina state government and the federal government. Robert Smalls is a name that few students have heard, but you should really know. From Studio 210 and Journey Team Productions, this is History We'll Never Get To In Class, Robert Smalls. Let's have a listen. Robert Smalls was born into slavery in South Carolina in 1839. He didn't live on a plantation, but if you listen to our episode from a few weeks back, my student Maya told us that urban slavery was different from plantation slavery, but no less cruel. When he was 12, Robert was sent to work in the city of Charleston as a laborer. This meant that Robert would be hired by businesses, and the money would be paid to Robert's owner. In his case, the owner allowed Robert to keep $1 a week, but this doesn't seem to be the case for all enslaved people working as hired laborers. While living in Charleston, Robert Smalls did a lot of work on boats in the harbor and developed a love of the sea and knowledge about all the ins and outs of sailing. He married an enslaved woman that he met while working at a hotel, and their family soon included three children. But when we talked about slavery in class, we talked about how enslaved families could be sold and separated, so Robert Smalls planned to buy their freedom but it would take years to save the amount of money he would need. When the Civil War broke out in 1861, Robert Smalls was still living in Charleston, the same harbor where the war began. Smalls was assigned to work on a Confederate naval ship, the Planter. This boat wasn't a battleship. It more or less brought supplies and messages to other ships in and around the harbor. A year into the Civil War, Robert Smalls saw an opportunity to escape and began making plans. In May of 1862, the white crew of the planter went ashore for the night. Smalls asked the white officers if the enslaved crew members' families could come aboard and visit, and it was allowed. When the families came aboard, Smalls revealed the plan. Because Smalls had worked the harbor, he knew how to pilot the ship to open water, where the Union Navy had set up a blockade to prevent supplies from being moved into or out of Charleston Harbor. In the dead of night, Smalls and the enslaved crew untied the ship and began to sail away. There were secret signals that had to be used to get past other ships, but Smalls had watched enough to know them. He wore the captain's uniform and hat, and in the dark, no one from the other ships or shore could tell that he was not the captain. He made it past five checkpoints and headed out to sea. He took down the Confederate flag and hoisted a white flag, the sign of surrender, as he headed for the Union Navy. Small surrendered the ship to the Union, who was happy to take the guns and ammunition aboard, as well as add one more ship to their fleet. 
Robert Smalls and the other enslaved men aboard were given a prize for surrendering the ship and became a bit of celebrities in the North. Smalls was allowed to join the Union Navy, and he served throughout the war. This alone would make a great story, but Robert Smalls wasn't done. After the war, he went back to the home that he had been enslaved in as a child, and he bought it. His wife and his children, as well as his mom, lived there. One day, the woman who had enslaved him and his mother when he was a child showed up at his home. She was suffering from dementia, and this address was the only place that she knew. Despite having been abused by this woman and her husband earlier in life, Smalls and his family took her in and allowed her to live with them for the rest of her life. Robert Smalls bought a local building and turned it into a school for black children in his community. He ran for the South Carolina State Legislature and served in both the State House of Representatives and the State Senate. He ran for and won election to the U.S. House of Representatives in 1874. He would end up serving five terms in Congress. During his time in state and federal politics, he fought for public education for all Americans and brought attention to the racial violence suffered by black Americans in the South. He would be a part of the rewriting of South Carolina state constitution in 1895, arguing against parts of the state constitution that explicitly limited the rights of black South Carolinians. Unfortunately, his efforts failed, and South Carolina would continue to limit the rights of black Americans well into the 20th century. Though it's hard to find information on what Smalls did with the last decade of his life, we know he died of malaria and complications from diabetes in 1915 at the age of 75. There's a monument to him in the cemetery where he is buried. That monument includes a quote from Smalls during the 1895 State Constitutional Convention. My race needs no special defense, for the past history of them in this country proves them to be equal to any people anywhere. All they need is an equal chance in the battle of life. Though it took a long time, Smalls is being remembered more and more in recent years. Movies and books about his life have been proposed, though as far as I could find, no junior high-level books exist, and the production on a film about his life doesn't seem to have progressed. The military has recognized Smalls a few times, including Camp Robert Smalls, which trained black sailors during World War II when the United States military was still segregated. Camp Robert Smalls was a part of Great Lakes Naval Base, right here in northern Illinois. Last year, a U.S. naval ship, the USS Chancellorsville, was renamed the USS Robert Smalls. Side note, Chancellorsville was a Civil War battle that was won by the Confederacy, so I'm not really sure as to why we were naming ships after it at all. Robert Smalls is a story that should be learned and shared by everyone. I hope that you pass this information on to your friends and family, because Robert Smalls is a person from history we'll never get to in class, but you should really know. History We'll Never Get To in Class is produced, written, and hosted by Chris Heffernan. Editing is by Chris Heffernan. Research for our episode was done by Chris Heffernan. Our cover art was done by Chris Heffernan. Our social media manager is Chris Heffernan. History We'll Never Get To in Class is on Instagram, Twitter, and the Tickety Talks at NeverGetToPod. Follow us on all three. Help us find more listeners by sharing this podcast with your friends and family, as well as by giving it a five-star rating. Join us next Monday for another moment of history we'll never get to in class.